Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Passford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. On this show, travel writer Chris Owen and from the Family Travel Network, Nancy Schredder. Talk all about the Disney dream. Speaking of the Disney dream, who recently appointed Jennifer Hudson as their godmother, I understand uh, you got to see a godmother as well of a cruise ship. Reba! Yes. She's the epic's godmother. In a sorry concert. She was here in Jacksonville with George Strait. Uh-huh. You were there, which is how you lost your voice. I was screaming. At George Strait, because you love him so much. But uh, you, you got to talk to her, right? I did, and I'll tell you right now, I, I was I was so close to getting audio uh, with my iPhone recorder secretly slipped into my pocket, and just as I was pressing record, the Reba Gestapo totally nailed me. I said, put the phone away. Oh, boy. But uh, I did talk to her. Uh, I said, uh, how does it feel to be the godmother? And she goes, I love it. It's great. I said, you're a big fan of NCL. Isn't that right? She goes, yeah, I, I sail on them quite a bit. I said, you took a, a cruise uh, to Alaska last summer, right? Now, see, the, at this point, I'm coming across like a stalker. Right. <laughs> Which the Reba police was honing in on me. But uh, she said, yeah. She said, I love it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, try and cruise as much as I can. So that was really cool. Very to talk cool. To And there's our segue into the Egypt question with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Well, these are also a lot of fun songs that a lot of people will remember. Of course. That's great. Especially Egyptian Lover. Right. All right. Due to the political unrest in Egypt, are cruise lines going to continue to cancel? It's a good question. Uh, You know, we we talked that uh, NCL and MSC uh, canceled sailings this past week. Uh, You can actually add Costa uh, cruises. To the mix, uh, who canceled their, their their upcoming sailings, and instead of their turnarounds, they're actually going to be going to uh, Aqaba. You know, a lot of the North American passengers don't don't frequent that line. That'll affect more of the European passengers. But uh, NCL, of course, was the one that uh, affected you know the you know that one sailing. But uh, but more importantly, there there were a lot of the the, the Egyptian Nile uh, river cruises, uh-huh. as well as a lot of tour operators that wound up having to cancel. Sailings, you know, some, you know, into March uh, because of the the riots that that are currently going on, and uh, it has affected the port of uh, Alexandria. Uh, they have uh, stopped going to Port uh, Said, and it is affecting the um, Red Sea port of Sharm el Sheikh. Um, you know, with with what's going on. So, but the the good news for the cruise passengers, whereas the tour operators and the Nile cruise, cruises, they're having to cancel altogether where the cruise lines are actually able to just change their itineraries to include Greece, Turkey, or Israel. So this way, you know, the cruise will go on. Is pulling out of Egypt indefinite, or can they actually return one day? I don't think we're going to see any of the cruise. You know, if, if the situation is resolved tomorrow, which we know it's not, um, it'll be at least a couple of weeks before we see the cruise lines resuming uh, calls there because they're not going to risk the passengers, crew, uh, and safety of the ships. Uh, you know, because of the current situation. So it'll be at least a couple of weeks before we see any uh, return to Egypt if everything, you know, is resolved tomorrow, which, you know, things just don't, don't seem that uh, there's, there's any imminent uh, resolve to the current situation. Has Royal Caribbean uh, neared an agreement yet to order new ships? Well, Doug, last week during the um, 
uh, fourth quarter 2010 uh, financial call with analysts last week, uh, Richard Fain was asked that question, and surprisingly, he actually answered it to a point. And he simply stated that the ship, the design is ready. They are ne- they are in final negotiations with a shipyard, uh, presumably uh, the, the shipyard uh, in Turku, Finland, uh, STX uh, uh, Europe, which is the one that built the the Voyager and uh, Oasis class ships. Uh-huh. But uh, he failed to give any details. Uh, he declined to give any details of the specifics of the ship, other than to say that uh you know they they are negotiations and that uh you know it is projected that uh, you know the ship you know when ordered you know in early 2011 we would see it uh in the 2014 order book what about NCL are there any firm dates on these ships for them no uh but they they have ordered the the ships uh the two of them and uh, it looks like 2013, 2014 will be uh, the, the delivery years. All right, Stuart, the SS United States has been sold. Uh, has it found a new home? Well, actually, it's, it's been purchased by a uh, philanthropic group um, for a preservation group that really wants to save the ship. A lot of people don't know the significance of the ship. This was a ship that was built with secret military technology. It, it is and still remains the uh, to be the fastest cruise ship uh, in history, the fastest uh, transatlantic um, you know ship, and uh, you know when you know the the, uh, the transatlantic the ocean ocean liner age uh, essentially went the way of the jet age, uh, you know that ship along with every everybody else uh, was mothballed. So this ship has been sitting uh, in mothballs. It's been gutted. So there's really just a shell along the Delaware River uh, in Philadelphia forever. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are very passionate about saving the ship, and someone stepped forward and uh, put up the, allegedly put the $3 million up that essentially gives them about 20 months to get their act together, you know, to, you know, to figure out what they're going to do. Right. Well, so NCL owned this ship the whole time then, right? Yes, they have. And it was just sitting there, rusting away in port. Yeah. How's the crime over in Mazatlan? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, nothing's been reported this week. Uh, Disney, of course, canceled all their sailings to Mazatlan for the duration of the spring season. Uh, Holland America, followed by Princess, uh, decided to cancel last week's sailings, but nothing has been stated about this week's sailings. And we never heard anything about uh, Carnival nor NCL canceling their Mazatlan sailings. So, you know, maybe they, they feel they obviously felt safe enough to bring their ships in. And, um, you know, no other changes have been uh, made at this point. So the Disney Dream now doing revenue sailings and uh, going quite well, right? Yeah, Doug, I'll tell you what. If people are interested in sailing on Disney Dream, one, they're going to they're gonna be shocked, uh, one, at the pricing. Uh-huh. Because um, there's, like, there's, like, no availability for anything but balcony cabins. Um, up until the fall, up until September. So if you were looking to to go, I mean, there, there's essentially no insides, there's no ocean views, it's all balconies. The suites are pretty much gone. You'll find a couple cabins here and there, but for the most part, everything's gone till the fall, and the pricing is just, I mean, incredibly high, and that's simply because this is the hottest ship on the planet right now. It, it's, you know, why? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a Disney ship. It's got so many cool innovations on it, and people are really, really excited to to experience uh, the ship. I mean, I'm looking at the you know July 15th just as a joke. 
uh, in an inside cabin. And, uh, I mean, people are going to spend over $1,000 for that inside cabin. Oh, my. Well, the, the Oasis did this, too, right, when it first came out? It, it, it did. But, see, Disney has always commanded a premium price. Why? Because, again, it's a floating Disney resort. Point is, if you're thinking about booking it, there's very lim- limited space throughout uh, 2011. And before the prices go up any more, now's the time. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cousin. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Doug, please tell me you've signed up for this because you know we're leaving next week on a cruise. You're talking about the AT&T cruise ship passport package? Yes. Yes, one. I signed up for it. See, if you're like Doug and you rack up a $500 texting and cellular phone bill <laughs> while you're cruising, you've uh-huh. got to look into this. Again, the AT&T cruise ship passport. Stay in touch while you're out at sea. $35 a month. The package provides the following services while on the cruise ship cellular network. 15 minutes of voice and 15 messages sent. That's text, picture, and video. The cool thing about this package from AT&T is the fact that you can turn it on and off as you cruise. I'm turning mine on, and I'm turning mine right back off until my next trip. This way, I'm not always getting charged $35 a month. Service is available on more than 140 cruise ships while on the Cellular Sea Network. For a list of cruise ships, go to att.com slash travel guide. To sign up for the AT&T Cruise Ship Passport, log on to your AT&T wireless account at att.com slash mywireless or call 916-843-4685. Overage rates are $249 a minute, 50 cents per text message sent, and $1.30 per picture or video message sent. Messages received while on the cruise ship will continue to be charged at your normal domestic rate. Let's get to our guest. We have with us on the phone, travel writer for Gadling.com and FoxBusiness.com, our good friend Chris Owen, and the managing editor of the Family Travel Network, the very dear, very sweet Nancy Shredder. Uh, let's start with you, Nancy. First of all, welcome back. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Now, the Disney Dream, brand new ship, uh, first new ship in 12 years for Disney, which is a uh, Surprising, and I've heard nothing but amazing things. It's uh, home ported in Port Canaveral. What do you think of it? Well, she is amazing, Matt. She's definitely raised the bar for family cruising, and I think for cruising across the board. She's not as big as the Allure of the Seas, but she's 40% larger than Disney's other ships, which makes it pretty big. I think these new ships are all about creating the wow factor, and Disney certainly does that with the dream, but they take it a step further. You know, 
being Disney, they have to do something special. And so they work to create these trigger moments on the ship, these special moments that create an emotional memory. And they think that's what makes vacation special. So you'll find things like, you know, hippos dancing across an interior porthole or, mm-hmm. you know, your, your kid will just be swept up in an embrace with a Disney princess. And, you know, it, it's, it's a magical experience. Technology is a really great enabler on this, this ship, and it's all about creating an interactive experience for guests. But Disney doesn't use technology for technology's sake. What they try to do is inspire creativity and create those really big wow moments. So it's all about the experience. It's about the show, and guests get to play the starring role. All right, let's go to Chris Owen. Chris, how does the Disney dream compare to other new ships out there? Not comparable at all. Uh, it's hard. To, it's really hard to compare it uh, to any other ship because it's really not a ship. <laughs> what do, would you call it then? Classify <laughs> I thought that would get you. Uh, it's a show. It's, it's, uh, it's, an, it's a show from beginning to end, from the time you walk, get into the parking lot at Port Canaveral to the time you walk off the ship. It's a show. If you buy into it, you're going to have a fabulous time. If you don't, you shouldn't even go. Just like the theme park, you feel like you're, yeah. you're constantly entertained from, again, like you said, parking to, to the end. But it's way better than the theme park. You yeah. can't, once the ship leaves the shore, you can't get off. <laughs> They've got you there. And, and if you're into the whole Disney scene, if you ever were a little, little bit as a little kid if you, if you, and, and you forgot about it or say you uh, still are a kid or, or you uh, have kids or something like that, then, you know, it's, it's for you. But if you don't like the Disney thing, you, you really you really shouldn't go on <laughs> Stay that. away. Nancy, you touched upon this earlier, how Disney's so good at creating that emotional connection and those memories. How does Disney build a great family cruise ship? Uh, I mean, certainly it doesn't just cater to the kids. No, and, and actually, if they, if they did just cater to kids, it would be a disaster all around. The, the chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts said, to create a great family cruise, what we have to do is create a great experience for every member of the family. And he's absolutely right, because in my experience, I you know get families saying to me, look, I'm, I'm bringing a 2-year-old and a 14-year-old, and it's got to be great for all of those, not to mention me. I don't want to go home and be absolutely exhausted from my vacation experience. So Disney worked at having something for everyone on the ship. And what they did was they spread each of the age-themed areas far apart. And that's way, that way teens don't have to complain because they're right next to their younger siblings and adults can relax in peace and quiet with a cocktail. So everybody has their own space. But still, there are lots of family experiences and family things they can do. So everybody can have their own independent adventures, but then they can all come back and, and talk about what they did. And that way, with all that the Disney dream has to offer. Hopefully mom and dad can come back from their vacation, rest and relax, and I know the kids are going to have a great time. So is this a ship where even the littlest kids are welcome? Yes, absolutely, and that's really important because if you look across the cruise space, a lot of times it's really hard for parents with babies and toddlers to find a a ship that really welcomes little kids, and this one really does. The It's a Small World Nursery there caters to babies and toddlers ages three months and up, and the nursery is not just a place where you know you park a kid in a crib. It's an interactive play area with room for 80 kids, and that's double the size of Disney's other ships, so they, they saw something that was really working, and they expanded it. Parents pay $6 an hour, and they can reserve up to 10 hours of time to start. 
in addition, there's a, another great thing that they have. There's, it's Nemo's Reef Shaded Water Play Area, and it's perfect for little kids in diapers because on a lot of ships, you know, kids with diapers can't go in the main pool, so the parents are sitting there going, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. My kid has no place to play. Here, that's not the case. This one has 1,500 square feet of splash zone with cute little characters. It's great. And since this is a Disney cruise, I'm assuming that the elementary-age kids will have lots of fun things to do too, right? Oh, absolutely. Kids ages 3 and 12 are going to go absolutely wild when they see the Oceaneers Club and the, the Connected Oceaneers Lab. These are huge connected facilities, and kids love them. In fact, on my cruise, it was really hard to even get the kids out of them. Disney's broken up the clubs into small specialty themes areas like Andy's Room from Toy Story or a Monsters, Inc. area. There's a Pixie Hollow one for fairies and princesses and an animator studio. There's so much more. But here you're not going to find, again, no technology for technology's sake or kids parked in front of computers playing mindless video games. I talked with Erica Solano, who's manager of the Youth Activities Program on the Disney Dream, and she said, look, the idea is to use technology in all of the spaces to enhance kids' creativity, to let their imaginations run wild. And the kids' clubs definitely accomplish that. There's also the Donald's Pool with a great view of the ship's 24 by 14 flat screen and Mickey's Pool with a water slide, and all of them are really popular with kids of those ages. Believe it or not, we do have teenage listeners here on Cruise Radio, <laughs> and uh, so for those teens who are listening who think that maybe uh, Disney and teen vacations don't mix too well, or are they going to think that uh, you know the Disney dream or a Disney cruise is lame and like totally not cool? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Disney has gone all out for this age group. Kids 14 to 17 have their own secluded 9,000 square foot club called Vibe, complete with their own specialty coded key to the world card to get in. That club is strictly for teenage only. No parents, no young kids allowed. They can't get in because their card won't work. The club comes with its own private pool, its own sun deck, its own hot tub. There's a 103-inch LCD screen with the latest technology to create art and videos and edit, latest DJ software, private built-in pods wow. where they can chill and play their own video games. Listen, it's really cool. And there's a coffee and fountain bar, cool dance area, and more. In addition, teens who are really into spas have their own chill spa for special teen spa treatments like a hot chocolate wrap or a fabulous fruity facial or a surfer scrub. It's really great. Tweens on this ship aren't left out, and that's really important, too. A lot of kids, times kids ages 11 to 13, get lumped in with their younger siblings, not on this ship. They have their own loft-style club hidden in the forward funnel, and it's called Edge. And what's really cool about this place is a state-of-the-art video wall that's 18 feet long by five feet tall. You can actually see it from the pool deck. There are three green screen rooms for making their own video games and, and movies and lots of fun activities, so they'll have a great time. But what about for the adults? I mean, is the dream a ship where parents and couples without kids can have a good time, too? Oh, definitely. Disney's created a hip adults-only area of the ship where parents and couples can have fun with no kids around. The district is a really cool adults area with themed nightclubs and bars, and my favorite is Skyline, where the Skyline literally changes every 15 minutes from Paris to major cities like New York, Rio, Chicago. Pink is That's a champagne awesome. bar. It's really pink, but it's really cool. And there's also the District Lounge, which I loved. For adults, there's an adults-only Quiet Clove pool, fantastic senses spa, and that, that spa is wonderful. And then there's this cool Cove Cafe, adults-only lounge and coffee bar. 
but but Disney doesn't stop there. There are these adults-only restaurants that are amazing. Remy is named for the hero of the movie Ratatouille, and this elegant specialty restaurant will have you saying, ooh, la, la. I mean, it is amazing. Dinner starts <laughs> at, at, at uh, $75 person for the meal and wow. $99 per person if you want the wine pairing. So it's not cheap, wow. but you're looking at a three- to four-hour gourmet feast by two of the world's best chefs. And they're both rats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot of people said, oh, wait a minute, this is a French restaurant. So, you know, if I'm going to pay $75, this is going to be one of these things where I get this tiny little artsy-fartsy, frou-frou-y food, and I'm going to come away leaving hungry and being miserable. No, you will definitely be stuffed. There is no oh. chance that you're going to leave I hungry. Want, I want to go. Ratatouille is one of my absolute favorite animated Films. Well, you know, and the cool thing is they carry the whole ratatouille theme all the way through. Like, you know, some of the dishes have like little ratatouille things in them. So it's it's really great. Um, and Palo is another adults-only restaurant with great food and ambiance. That one only has a $20 per person cover charge. So as you can imagine, it's proven to be way popular. So you've got to make your reservations early. Chris, what are some of your favorite features on the Disney Dream? Internet service, I have to say, it's number one. <laughs> I have to say it because it's smoking fast. Anywhere on the ship we went, it was smoking fast. Um, the awesome. aqueduct roller coaster, the water coaster thing, is more fun to look at than it is to do. It, it's a really, it looks really cool on the ship going around, around it and stuff. And it's, it's neater than I thought it would be. But, so obviously you did it. Yeah. Now, why do you say it's better to, to look at than to actually do? Well, it, it, it's just really cool to look at. Inside, it's kind of like, uh, well, you know, this is neat, but um, kind of scary. But uh, I, I'm not a big roller coaster fan, but okay. uh, it, it, it's, it's really cool. It's, it, you've never seen anything like it on a cruise ship. Even like Oasis or Allure of the Seas has all those neat things on the deck. But this is, this is real unique. Um, but, but as far as features uh, go... The aqueduct is cool, but um, uh, I think probably uh, my favorite feature was the big theater that they have. The Walt Disney Theater is unlike any other theater I've ever seen at sea. There's no; it's completely unobstructed view from anywhere in the in the in the uh, in the theater. Um, it holds, I think, tw- I want to say 2,200 people, but I'm not I'm not sure exactly on that. But um, you would never know, and it's, it's, uh, it's the way it's built and the way it's laid out. It's it's uh, it's a very good design. Um, the, the, but uh, one of the neatest features, I think, is the rotating dining uh, concept, where you you go to dinner at the same time every night, but you go in a different room. You go huh. in a different dining room, and your waiters go with you. So if you don't like your waiter, you're still stuck with them. You're not escaping them, but you're. But um, do your table mates go with you? Table mates go with you. Everybody, everybody just moves to it. Like uh, we were on table 113, and we're at table 113 in the in the next room. But uh, it was good food. It was a uh, good service, and we enjoyed it. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, it's always such a subjective thing, the food. But I have to say. When we first got on the ship, uh, we went to the uh, buffet that they have for for uh, get, for getting on. I, I, I hate I, I hate to bring this up because you know from what what I like you might not like what that sort of thing. But this is the best uh, welcome aboard buffet I've ever seen. They don't have very many things on it, but every single thing that they've got was wonderful. Looked really good, and I ate pretty much all of them. So uh, can... Back to you, Nancy. Stuart had mentioned this last week, which I thought was pretty cool as far as uh, utilizing the. Uh, creativity, I guess marrying the creativity with the technology, as you had mentioned earlier, but yes. uh, walking through certain areas, I guess, like 
paintings that are kind of relating to one another, like a ship firing the cannons, oh, and yeah, then on the other side, yeah. the, the ship is getting hit, I guess, or something? It's really cool. They have this cool enchanted art on the ship. There are 22 pieces of interactive art all over the ship, and 11 of them are used to find clues and solve mysteries as part of this ship's midship detective agency. It's a fun activity for families to do together, which is really cool. And I don't know if he mentioned this, but when you're eating at the animator's palette, Crush from Finding Nemo actually speaks to parents and kids individually, like, you know, hey, uh-huh. dude, you and the red shells, so yeah. where are you from? It's really cool. Wow. Nancy, Chris mentioned this, but I want to get your take on the aqueduct, uh, the 700-foot uh, water slide. 765-foot rafting adventure that takes you 12 feet over the side of the ship, yeah. 150 feet down to the ocean. <laughs> it, it's really cool. The main thing, though, is... nerve-wracking. Well, but it, it's just, it's really, it's, it's, you know, it's really fun. And this is one of these things where you just, it's not a, it's not a ride where you're going to be going, I feel the need for speed as you take off. I mean, this is, this is a ride that's designed by Disney for kids and kids at heart of all thrill, you know, levels. So it's, it's fun. It uses propulsion technology. So you're pushed uphill by jets of water. It's really great. Um, lines are likely to be a little long, though. So my tip on this one would be bring your kids' suits and your carry-on luggage on the day you board and ride in the afternoon because the lines are likely to be shorter then. Chris, what tips can you offer for our listeners who might be considering a Disney Dream Cruise? Um, for the first is that is that very first thing is, is uh, if you're not into the Disney scene, don't consider it. Um, if you took the, the Disney element out, and, and just compared it ship to ship with, with take the hoopla of the Disney, Disney part out. Yeah. Um, it's a well-laid-out ship, excellent cabins. We had a cabin uh, that was for uh, five people. There could have been easily six people in it. It's much longer, has lots of space. I, I always recommend people not put so many people in a cabin because uh, it's hard to move around and get ready for dinner and things like that. But the, the way things are, the way the cabins are laid, are set up and laid out, uh, it's very easy. It's got the separate, you know, uh, uh, shower and 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 then the restroom part, like say on the on Epic, you know, right. remember right. that? Yep. Yes. It's not crazy. Right. It's 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 not nutty. It's it it's it each has a, a separate door on it, and you can go in there and have the privacy and all that sort of thing, and it, and it works out real well. Um, but as far as tips for people that, that might be going on, uh, if they get past the Disney part, um, just absolutely relax, let go, and let them do what they do. Enjoy the show, because that, that is what they're there for. They're masters of it. If you just kind of submit to them and let them do what <laughs> they want with you, it'll be a fantastic time. You can find his work on gadling.com and foxbusiness.com. He is travel writer Chris Owen. That's me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> And managing editor of the Family Travel Network. Can't think of anyone better to speak on family travel. Nancy Shredder, always a pleasure to have you. Oh, it's wonderful. Thanks so much. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. When you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. 
Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Each episode, we'd like to feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. While we're four weeks into New Year's resolutions, the Chinese are just now gearing up for their New Year's festivities. Kicking off February 3rd, Chinese New Year events will continue until the traditional Lantern Festival 15 days later. This year rings in the Year of the Rabbit and will be celebrated with plenty of gift-giving festivals and food fest. Consider yourself lucky if you'll be cruising to ports like Hong Kong or Beijing in the coming week as they're some of the best places to join in the revelry. But even if you're cruising to other worldwide ports like London, San Francisco, Honolulu, or even Dublin, you'll be able to easily encounter a lion and dragon performance, fireworks, parades, and plenty of other festive treats. Each week, we like to try and save you some money, courtesy of CruisesForLess.com. Check it out. Seven Night Bahamas and Florida from 439 aboard the Norwegian Gym New York round trip. This is good February 12th. This is less than $63 per night. Now, if you need more time to plan February 26th, just $20 per person more. Ocean State Room, just $4.99. Or how about a three-night Bahamas cruise for $169 aboard the Carnival Imagination that's leaving out of Miami for September of this year. Book early and save big. That's 76% off. Seven-night Mexican Riviera from $6.58 aboard the Disney Wonder. This is L.A. round trip good January 29th. This is a new itinerary for Disney with the Disney Wonder based on the West Coast year-round. Again, make sure you book early. 62% off. You like this one, Matt. A 14-night Hawaii cruise from just $12.99 aboard the Golden Princess that's leaving out of Los Angeles on March 30th of this year. A relaxing itinerary. Eight days at sea, four full days in Hawaiian ports. A great price on a great ship. To take advantage of these deals, call right now 888-973-SHIP 888-973-7447 or go to cruisesforless.com slash cruise radio. All right, that's going to do it. Next week, we're going to talk to the president and CEO of MSC Cruises, Mr. Rick Sasso. And Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will be back with more cruise news. Don't forget, we are now on Stitcher Radio, a really cool new app, which is free, available on all smartphones. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer. <laughs>